This is People and Property, the relocation podcast. I'm Tony. And I'm Christine. Join us as we tell all about the wonderful business that is international relocation. This is People and Property, the relocation podcast. My name is Tony Coe. I co-host this podcast with my wife, Christine, who is again with me today. Hi, Chris. Hi, Tony. How's things? Good, thank you. We are back in lockdown. Woohoo! Back in this is the second national lockdown in the UK. Uh, we um, first went into lockdown back in March when Christine and I decided to escape from London. And uh, yesterday we went back into lockdown because we've been hit by a second wave of COVID 19. And uh, all I can say is, thank goodness we moved out of London. What do you think, Chris? I know. I feel a bit, people keep asking me, and I, I keep saying I'm a bit embarrassed to say this. I'm really quite happy. Not obviously happy about being, uh, having to go back into lockdown, but happy that where we are um, and the decision we made makes me feel going into lockdown so much happier. The stress of London I, when we went out for our daily walks was so, was so stressful. I, I couldn't wait to get back to our home, in our flat in London and, um, and feel safe. Whereas here, I feel so, so safe. I just, I just hope that we are. Um, you never know where you're going to catch it from, do you? But, you know, I feel as if we're, we, we couldn't have done any better in the move that we made. And so I feel... Uh, I feel, I feel at peace, so whatever happens. Well, that's right. We started this lockdown. Um, sorry, we started this lockdown. <laughs> we started this podcast uh, back in, uh, well, when did we start it? We're now on episode uh, seven, so I guess we started it seven weeks ago um, after we had uh, escaped from London. And, uh, you know, it's just... Uh, such an amazing uh, feeling to be living this new life. We loved London. We started our business in London. Uh, our business is a relocation firm. That's what this podcast is all about, called Saunders 1865. Uh, and uh, that was, as I say, we started that in London. And uh, every aspect of living in London, we really enjoyed. Um, you know, the theatre, uh, going to restaurants, but all that was taken away away all the good things about living in london were taken away uh when the pandemic hit us and it made us really reevaluate um our the way we lived our lives uh and i suppose accelerate our plans uh, to event we always planned really eventually to move out of london to the country but it really accelerated that uh process didn't it chris it did, um, and for the better, that, that, that's for sure. You know, I'm not sure. We talked about it and procrastinated and talked about it, um, but I think we couldn't have timed it better more, really. I think, you know, from, from, from our age point as well, that, uh, that, that hopefully, you know, we, we're able to uh, enjoy our, our latter years in the countryside. Um, I feel like I've gone back to my roots where I began um, my life, you know, uh, 60 odd years ago. Uh, and it's just all coming back to me and I'm wondering why I never did it sooner, but 
having said that, no, the, the time wasn't right. The time this time was definitely right. So for, for new listeners to this podcast, um, Christine and I started um, a relocation firm, as I said, back in the 1980s. It's called Saunders1865. If you'd like to check it out, go to saunders1865.com and you can see uh, everything that we, all the services we provide and so on. Um, and now we've decided to do this podcast to tell our story because it, our, our relocation business really more by luck than design uh, became successful rather quickly. And we tell this, we've, we've been telling uh, the story about that. And uh, last time we discussed uh, the fact that we, we originally started in, in home sales, but we added uh, we, we, we realized that we had to also add property search and we had done some property searches in London, but by this time we had got a taste of, uh, how good it is to work, to do corporate work. That is to, you know, a lot of relocation people do provide relocation services that are similar to Kirsty and Phil portray in that, uh, TV show, location, location, location. That is private work obviously working for buyers who uh, retain a property search um, consultant, a relocation person to find a property for them. Uh, but we got into uh, working for employers who are moving uh, their employees, which meant that our fee was paid for by the employer, by the corporation, and we decided that that was the area of relocation that we wanted to, to move into. It really worked for us. And so uh, having started with doing home sales for um, a, our first client, which was an, a first, our first corporate client, I should say, uh, which was an aerospace company in, in Canada, uh, we did a lot of home sale work for them because they were moving people from uh, the UK to Canada, we now wanted to, we now realized we had a business, as we said in the last episode, and we wanted to expand that um, into doing certainly more home sale work, but also more conventional relocation uh, work. So we got together a list of uh, Canadian companies and we faxed them a sales letter and we talked a lot about that last week and how excited we were when we started getting responses in to, uh, to that fax from banks, from uh, huge corporations uh, that, that we, our sales letter had sparked an interest in. Why had it sparked an interest? Because they really found that now they, they were doing more and more uh, work sending people uh, to the UK, bringing employees back from the UK. They were doing more and more relocations involving services being needed in the UK, and they really weren't happy with the kind of companies that were servicing them. I think companies that had been found by their Canadian relocation companies. Um, and uh, they, ju they just didn't stack up to the level of service uh, that they were used to in Canada. So here were we. We had worked now with one Canadian uh, company um, and soon after that with, with a number of others. And we were talking the language they wanted to hear. We, was, we were talking about providing highly responsive, 
personal service, looking after their employees like they were kings. That's the sort of language that they wanted to hear. And they weren't hearing from you, the UK companies that they had um, traditionally dealt with. So it was rather easy for us to get started, really, uh, for that reason. One of the, after the, aeros, after the number of aerospace uh, companies that we had serviced, who, want, who all had the same requirement, which was really to help them get employees, aerospace engineers from the UK to go and work in Canada, um, after that, we, the, the, the next major client that we secured was a very large Canadian bank, which had a big presence in London and therefore had a lot of traffic back and forth. Do you remember um, us getting that uh, contract, Chris? Yes, I do. Because, uh, you know, uh, we actually started doing home sales for them in quite a big way. It was a, it was a uh, of, of course, as we talked about uh, originally when we started this podcast, our way into this business, the relocation business, was because was was precipitated by a crash in the property market in the UK, which made it very difficult to get homes sold at a reasonable price within a reasonable length of time. And I, can I, Tony, can I just interrupt? I think uh, if I'm thinking what you're thinking um, without having discussed it, I'm assuming that you're talking about the, the, the first one for this bank um, because the type of home this employee had been allowed to buy was really not a typical British home. Is that right? It was a real North American style home that was not an easy sale at all. Yes, well, um, we did a number of home sales for them, but I know the one that you're talking about. Um, well, there was a couple actually like were, that. Yeah, I there think. were there were a few. In fact, the first one we did, I remember was in, remember vividly, was in Putney. Um, but there were there were a, a number of them. But I, I I will touch on the one that you're talking about um, uh, in a moment. But yes, this 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 what. This bank had now had a need to bring employees back to Canada from the UK. And that in order to do that, they had to get the, they had to in fact provide guaranteed home sales um, to the buyers, which uh, we've dealt with in an earlier episode, but that basically meant that they had to uh, guarantee a certain price that was acceptable to the employee whereby the property would be acquired. They would acquire that property through ourselves as their third-party relocation firm, and then we would have the job. Well, that would enable the, the employee to go straight away with their money back to Canada, and we would have the administrative job of getting the, uh, the house sold for more, hopefully for more than they had guaranteed uh, to the employee, but the important thing was that the employee was to be kept whole. Uh, in other words, they shouldn't suffer as a result of being recalled back to Canada, and that meant that they were going to be guaranteed the price, at least the price that they had paid for their home. That's a marvelous position for an employee to be in, whereby there's a property crash, 
obviously the, the value of the property has gone down, uh, but they are going to be guaranteed the actual price that they paid. Yeah, it was a win-win for these employees in those days, wasn't it? It was a total win-win. Yes. Yes. They were so important to the, to, to, to the company they were working for. Um, and uh, it, it just, um, you know, to just, just safely know that you could just buy a home with your own, you know, with your own money, your, your salary, and then uh, be asked to move. And then they say, well, okay, we'll, we'll buy the home off you, give you, you know, the, the, the value of the home, and you can go off and start, you know, your, your new job with us back where you came from, and, uh, and, and we'll take care of the rest. It was fabulous for them. Yes, it, it, it absolutely was. And there were quite a number of these cases that we had to deal with. Um, and uh, really it was our job was it was a matter of damage limitation and this might actually give some clue as to why um, these banks were feeling so dissatisfied uh, with what they were experiencing in the in the UK um, uh, because um, you know that they were already in a sort of desperate situation in having to get these homes sold, knowing that they were going to lose money, and on top of that, they weren't actually even able to get decent service from the people who are supposed to be looking after their uh, their um, home sale business in the UK. So we were able to uh, to put that right for them. We weren't, of course, able to uh, sell properties for more than market value because that isn't just isn't possible. Um, that's uh, defying gravity. But uh, we were able to 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 do what we, as we had done for the other Canadian companies that we worked for, we were able to identify the best possible agents. Now you touched on this point last week, Chris, it was a very, very good point about how the company that they were using in the UK was feeding its own estate agencies. Yes. Right? Yeah, that's so, right. But the thing was as an independent relocation firm, we were able to choose the very best um, real estate agency firm in every uh, location, whether it be in London or anywhere else, we were able to choose, select the best one without fear uh, or, or fear of losing um, commissions or anything like that. There was no. Yeah, but we had that. a yes, we did have a very strict, meth, you know, methodical process to do that. We didn't always know who was the best until we put them through the. Um, uh, What's the word? Through the ropes a bit. Through the, I mean, through we, the mill, yes. No, you're right the mill. about that. Very tough, very tough questioning, very tough research, very tough. Yes. Um, they, weren't, they weren't able just to come along and say, well, your house is worth £100,000. Can I have it on my books, please? Far from it, right? Correct. We had a rigorous process. But the point I'm making is we had no reason to favour any any no, no, that's did. right. These guys had a reason because they owned the estate, the relocation company owned the estate agency business, which is actually a, a, a common model in the, in the US as well. And so that, I think, was a big benefit to the, cli to the client, because you know, we, we were able to not only choose who we thought that it was the best um, estate agency for each case, but if they didn't perform, even if we made that choice and they still didn't perform, we could fire them and yes. hire, hire another one. We could hire and fire as w at will until we got the job done without worrying about any um, other 
uh, conflict exactly that, that we, we'd give them a certain amount of days didn't we and our, I mean and we kept the pressure on once we'd chosen them because I think you again you said back in I don't know which episode it was is but when normal times you 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 give somebody you know your your, your house that the listing if it it, it it eventually goes into the filing cabinet and normally ends up at the back of the filing cabinet because there's always another house coming on the market and there's always yeah. another house coming on the market. So that we didn't allow whoever we instructed to ever forget what they were do supposed to be doing for us and, and keeping the, the pressure on constantly. And if they weren't, you know, showing it enough, they weren't, um, getting interest, you know, we'd want to know why to the point that if it wasn't happening, we'd say, look, sorry, we've got to let you go and we've got to bring fresh blood in here again. Yes. Yes, yes, indeed. So we, ha we, had, we had uncovered a big need uh, and uh, these, these, uh, these banks and other employers uh, were hungry uh, to find some uh, solution, somebody who would, uh, a firm like ours, who was prepared to provide them with the kind of service that they wanted. In fact, I can remember when that Canadian bank came to us and they had been using this very big relocation firm. And I remember when they had made the decision to use us and the, and the HR guy in London said to me, Tony, you know, the reason that we are giving you this work um, is because we know that we, our business will be very important to you and your firm. And I thought that's really, really smart. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I could tell it was a genuine thing that was being said, but they wanted to feel as though their business was highly valued um, by their service provider. And they were important to us, weren't they? They, they were we... enormously important, just as our first client was enormously important. And in fact, I would like to think that we, ever since that time, um, even though you know we've got many many more clients now that, that all our clients we, we we treat in that way we 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 consider them to be extremely important well, I think it seems... it's a two-way street isn't it like you said it it's we were important to them but they were important to us yes um, because it, it's good to both feel the same way when you're working together Yes, because it's a partnership. You're, you're, exactly. you're quite right. In fact, North American companies often refer to their service providers as our partners. And I think it's become quite fashionable in the UK too now. But I think they really genuinely mean it because it is, a, as you say, a two-way street. Um, and uh, certainly, I think that we arrived on the scene just in time for them and they arrived on the scene in time for us. Uh, so it was a match made in heaven. Uh, so we come on to, now we were with clients, whereas with our first clients, uh, the aerospace companies, they really only had one-way traffic. They, uh, they were recruiting uh, aerospace engineers out of the UK, um, and uh, the traffic was going one way only to Canada. But now we were dealing with companies like uh, Canadian banks um, and other corporations who had substantial presence, had a substantial presence in the UK, and they were sending employees the other way too. So they wanted to, they wanted us to provide 
search services, uh, property search services, and school, uh, well, what we would call in, relocate, in the relocation world, destination services. So um, they wanted uh, assistance with finding school places for their employees' children. They wanted uh, assistance, obviously, with finding properties. Um, but also with settling in services and all the ancillary services that go along with that. And so now we had moved into new territory because although we had done some private work, which we, which we discussed in our last episode for private buyers, we were now being asked to do something a bit different because uh, these companies, because they were incurring home sale losses, uh, for reasons that I've we've been into in a few moments ago, uh, they didn't want that to happen anymore, did they, Chris? No, I yes, I I I was expecting you to to to, to come to that because it was uh, it was they want they still wanted to bring people over. Well, they start they were bringing people over anyway, but they were now bringing them over for assignments. They called them short term assignments, but really two to five years, probably minimum two years, a short-term assignment, but they really didn't want their employees to, to buy properties now because they had been so badly bitten in the late 80s by yes. allowing them to purchase the homes because they never knew when they were going to have to move them again. Yes, now I'm, so going, to now, come, yes, so now I'm going to come full circle to the point you raised. Um, so one of these Canadian uh, banks... Um, the first one that we ever worked with um, uh, had a property on which they incurred the biggest loss that I've that I have ever seen um, in relation to a home sale, and that was a loss of over a well over a hundred thousand pounds. Oh gosh, I that was that. that was for a special reason, and you 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 started to oh, yes, yeah. mention it. Uh, because uh, this property would not sell. I mean, even though we had um, subjected it to our own rigors, um, it was very difficult to sell. And the reason it was difficult to sell um, is that it was in a very unusual location. I mean, it wasn't near London. It wasn't near anything in particular. No train station. No train station. And it was a really poor choice of property, not only for that reason, but also because it was really a very, very over-improved, I would say ridiculously over-improved, extended bungalow in the middle of nowhere. And what someone had tried to do with it was they, they had tried to take really a quite ordinary bungalow and, um, and, and convert it into something that was more, that looked a bit, that was pretending to look a bit like South, is it South Fork off, out of Dallas? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and it really didn't achieve anything like that. It was, it, was, it was just a weird property. It was sort of a bungalow that had been extended and built around a swimming pool. And, you know, and it was sort of all, all, on almost semi-farmland down a dirt track um, and so it was very very difficult to sell and our client the bank was so keen on doing something useful with this property that was that had now been lying empty for months because they'd had to move their employee 
to Canada. Well, no, in fact, I think I might have been to New York. Um, they they hoped that somebody that they were one of their employees that they were now moving from Canada into London would like this property. And so they asked me to meet him and his wife at the property, which I did. And when I met them at the property, um, I could see as they arrived, and of course they are, they are a couple that became, we became very close friends with them, we crossed over a period of at least 30 years. Yes. Um, as they, uh, as I could see as they arrived, their faces dropped because this was this property was just not going to be suitable in a million years. There was nothing like what they wanted, and I kind of suspected that that was that was the case. But I can understand our client wanting to try. Well, hope for the best. Well, it was worth a try, wasn't it? I mean, there was nothing to lose. <laughs> well, actually, probably not because I, I, I don't think. And you correct me. I don't think I've ever known a case where where, where you you know an employer tries to get um, one of their uh, high level employees to, to come and take a property that's been chosen by a previous employee because residential property is just too personal a choice, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it does it does happen now quite a lot in rentals if they've had to suddenly move that person back. And they're yes. in the middle of a, you know, a long lease without a break clause. There, there is suggestion maybe somebody else would like to move in that they're moving over. Sure. Um, but again, it's very rare that they very ever rare. want it because yeah. it's it, because it's not it's not their choice. So we had now. Uh, so now we were getting these uh, destination services in the UK and. Actually, that's what our business ultimately really morphed very much towards from home sale. Home sale um, became uh, increasingly unimportant um, in relation to destination services for the, for, for the reason, for the simple reason that all employers were really coming to the same conclusion we don't want to get involved with having to buy employees' houses off them when we want to move them. We want our global workforce to be highly mobile. We, we, and since that time, really, every um, corporate employer has been very, very wary of allowing employees, even quite high-level ones, uh, to buy uh, their own properties. I mean, it's possible, I suppose, in the new world that we live in, that that might change because now, with all the increasing move towards people working from home because of the pandemic, all this might change. We don't really know what the world the, the world of relocation is going to look like, or the world of corporate relocation certainly is going to look like uh, once we emerge and see uh, how the dust settles. Um, but certainly, over the last uh, decades there has been a very aggressive move away uh, from providing home sale assistance uh, to employees. Uh, so yes, so now we, we were getting uh, very much into rental search, finding rental properties uh, for executives being moved um, into the UK and in fact but since then we have developed our business at Bright Chris on an international basis. Yes. Um, so we don't only deal with uh, properties in the UK, but we deal with 
properties um, all over the world. In fact, right now, um, we are involved in uh, a lot of Brexit moves, obviously, as Brexit is the deadline for, although we, we're ostensibly out of the EU, uh, no deal has been done yet, so um, there's a lot of water to go under the bridge. What Brexit? Uh, What's Brexit, Tony? <laughs> that seems to all... <laughs> well, it does seem to have paled into insignificance. Stop, yes, it does really, doesn't um, it? <laughs> but certainly a lot of our clients are um, in, in limbo, not knowing quite what's going to happen. And, um, and a lot of moves, of course, in a state of flux because people are in various cities um, in the world in lockdown um, with various uh, degrees of restriction on their, on their movements. But anyway, we, going back to where we were in the beginning, we are um, in heaven in the Cotswolds <laughs> because we've made that move. And uh, just as a little uh, advertisement, we are going to be talking about our own escape from London uh, because we, you know, that was a big, uh, big thing for us, a huge thing for us to make that move. And of course now for the, First time in a long time, we were thrust back into the property market on our own accounts. It's one thing doing lots of transactions for other people, but as you said last week, Chris, you know, when you're doing things for other people, you're not emotionally involved. Well, we were certainly emotionally invested. Uh, we were. And we were. Well, I was a dab and at it. Wasn't you I? were a dab and, and you did a great job. But we're going <laughs> to we're going to share that journey. Um, with our listeners, um, our escape to the country. So watch out for that episode. Um, I'm not quite sure when we'll be uh, uh, releasing that, but it won't be long because we can't wait to tell you about it. Um, but now we have reached uh, our half an hour for this week, um, and uh, we look forward to returning to our, our story uh, next week. Uh, you can now um, say to your uh, whatever speaker in the corner that is your speaker of choice, so you can say, you know, the word Alexa. I can say it now because I don't have an Alexa in my home office, so she won't uh, start getting excited. You can say, Alexa, play People and Property, the relocation podcast, and she will play it to you. Um, you have to say the whole thing because there's another podcast which has a slightly similar name. Or uh, so, uh, and you'll get, and in which case they'll start, you'll know you've got it because they'll start talking to you in French. But if you say play People and Property, the relocation podcast, you will get the correct podcast. You can, of course, uh, go to our Facebook page, which you can access via the domain name peopleandpropertypodcast.com. The and is A N D, peopleandpropertypodcast.com. And that takes you to our Facebook page. You can comment, you can send us direct messages there. Uh, through our People and Property um, podcast uh, hosting site, which is anchor.fm, find us on there. You can actually send us a voice message and uh, we will uh, maybe feature it, feature your voice on an upcoming episode. And uh, if you would like to watch us recording um, each any particular episode, just tell us which episode and we will send you your own direct link to... Uh, the video so you can actually see us as well as hear us but it's always great fun we love your feedback so do uh, keep uh, get sending us feedback and we will shape the topics that we talk about to the feedback that we get from you so from it's but it's goodbye from me and also good evening from me 
Good evening. I'm indeed. saying good evening. That's giving a clue. I guess it is early evening. I'll say goodbye then instead. It, it is. Okay, everybody. <laughs> See you next time. Bye, Bye -bye. for now. Bye-bye.